It's always like the ugly people are the best players. What's your name? Michael Bantazis. I'm from the north side of Chicago. I played football at Solomon High School. I played defense, offense. I got great hands. I played football my whole life. I love it, baby. You got Super Bowl ring. That you, you probably won't say it again. I bet I do. Okay. Chris? When the kitchen got hot, my hamstring was hurting. All right. It is episode zero. I'm sure you just heard the the good good word of Michael Bantanzas, as well as Marquette King, and, and perhaps a little Ike Taylor in, in the intro. But it's it's episode zero style with my good friend Lee Murray over there in Detroit. It was it was great being in studio with the boys last week. But hey, we're we're back in our respective homes and. Uh, until Christmas, you, you know, we're, we're back on the Skype grind. Yeah, we got schedules here, but uh, always glad to make time. Great to see everyone when you, when you guys came back. But, uh, you know, we're working men here. You know, we, we, we're on that grind. So looking forward to see you on the next break, getting another lab session in. But when we can't do that, it's always nice to just uh, let it fly over good old-fashioned Skype. This should be a, a a good week of football, and let's start it off with tomorrow night's game. The Cowboys coming to Soldier Field. The Bears have new life after uh, after a win on Thanksgiving and then that Minnesota loss on Monday night. They're really only one game out of that wild card spot since they already beat Minnesota and play them again. So they'll have that opportunity to make up that game when they play again. But you know they're they're six and six. Minnesota, I believe, is eight and six. Or I'm. Or um, eight and four. Eight and four, yeah, yeah. Eight and four. Uh, so the Bears definitely have an opportunity here at home against a struggling Cowboys team to, you know, just put a little bit more pressure on, on Minnesota as this uh, kind of race for the wild card might end up heating up a little bit more in the NFC than we originally thought. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting how it's all played out because the Bears seemed like they were dead in the water a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is going to be a fun matchup on a short week. Uh, not for these two teams because they played on Thanksgiving, but going to be very revealing for either of these teams. Obviously, the Bears' season pretty much gets dismantled if they lose, and the Cowboys' season is already basically dismantled, but being held alive by the, the lifeless Philadelphia Eagles losing games that they should win. Um, so I find this one kind of hard to pick. But I think between the Cowboys have a couple of tough games coming up uh, – that aren't even the Eagles games between the Bears and the Rams. The Cowboys are losing one of these games, and I'm picking against them in both because I don't like the Cowboys. I want them to lose. Uh, they're in Chicago, and I think it goes from bad to worse here, and the Bears take care of business. Uh, going to be chilly in, in, in Chicago. The Cowboys seemingly haven't taken too kind of playing in, in, in inclement weather, so uh, I'm going to make this one. You forgot to mention this is going to be a little speed round podcast because we got we got a little work to do after this, so we're I'm going to make this one quick and just go Bears, baby. Mitch doesn't even have to do too much. I think the defense is going to take care of business, hold the Cowboys to under 18 points, and win 21 or 24-17. I'm still, I guess, going to pick the Cowboys again. I don't, I don't feel too, too positive about it. Um, just don't like seeing any Bears fans get excited about potential momentum going, uh, mm-hmm. going forward. Although I do feel like we are somewhat vindicated in, in the Mitch debate. Although his record against Matt Patricia, he'd be a Hall of Famer if so. But if he, if he just played Matt P every game. But yeah, I, I'm going to go go with the Cowboys, but I don't feel very confident. I just think it's just a quick point about them. I just think it's interesting how the shine has really come off of Dak and, and uh, Kellen Moore uh, as we've gotten into the midseason. It's just they can't beat teams that are better than them. So I think Jason Garrett's going to get a chance to coach this team into the playoffs. 
And if he doesn't get past the divisional round, I think they'll be moving on and looking for a, a new head head coach uh, in the offseason. Absolutely. Let's let's go to Colts Bucks. Another team that the shine is kind of off of the the Indianapolis Colts after losing at home to the Tennessee Titans find themselves falling further behind in the AFC South race. I really thought with those games against Houston and the Titans that they may be in somewhat control of their own destiny at this point in the AFC South, but not really looking that way. And, and they're going up against a team in the Buccaneers that can at least put up points. Their defense isn't very good, but the Jacoby Brissett has, has once again kind of gone back to the middle. And whether or not he can take advantage of it, it remains to be seen. Ebron being out doesn't help their offense. I'm going to go with the Bucks, I guess. <laughs> I'm all over it. Uh, the Buccaneers are finally playing the level of football that I've been waiting for them to play. Um, dare I say it, they're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. I, I don't think anyone really wants to face uh, against this Buccaneers team where Jameis is probably going to turn over the ball a couple times, but he's probably going to put up 350 to 400 yards passing on you. And uh, Chris Godwin's looking like an elite receiver. Um, Colts definitely crashed back down to earth. Jacoby Brissett, got to give him credit for how they started. The Chiefs win was huge for them, but they just really haven't put it all together and have lost too many games that they uh, to teams that they should have beat. And at this point, I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just the hotter team. They're playing at home. They're kind of finding their stride. And uh, I think that they kind of dismantled the Colts' playoffs hopes this week with, with a home victory. also want to mention the T.Y. Hilton injury is not looking good for Indianapolis either. I'm not sure if he's 29 or 30, but... He's right around that, that age range where he's kind of dropping off a little bit. And if he, you know, misses the rest of this year for an injury and comes back next season 31, you don't, we don't know if we've seen the best of T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, and he was having a really, really good season mm-hmm. despite, you know, luck retiring and stuff. So he's always been a guy that's dealt with injuries yep. kind of throughout his career. So uh, let's go to Buffalo where the Ravens are playing the Bills. I feel like these teams, like the Ravens, Bills, and 49ers, seem to just be playing these like slugfest games, like back to back to back. You know, huge, huge spotlights kind of on this early game here. I'm going to go with the Ravens just because they're on such a hot streak. And I think the Bills definitely proved a little bit something last week on Thanksgiving. I was almost fading them a little bit too, heading into this stretch where they play the Ravens, the Bills, Steelers, and they have the Patriots coming up uh, later. So. I'm going to go with the Ravens just because I think that they're on a, a special type of run right now, and I don't really feel comfortable going against it. But the, the Bills are definitely a formidable opponent, and heading up heading up there is, is not going to be the, that easy. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty – for listeners of this podcast, I'm pretty popular for my, uh, for my fading of the Bills. I thought the Thanksgiving win was definitely impressive going into Dallas and winning, but it was kind of undercut by the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are just as much, or not even just as much, way more of a fraud than the Buffalo Bills. Um, I still think Buffalo's lacking that key win. I think that they'll definitely compete in this game, but I don't think the Ravens, man, like I said, I'm not picking against this team until they prove to me that I should. I think this one's definitely going to be a slugfest, but I think the Ravens will match that Buffalo energy. I think they can play in that inclement weather in Buffalo. Uh, I think they're going to get after Josh Allen, and I just think on both sides of the ball, the Ravens are a bit more of a complete team, and I find it hard to see Buffalo keeping up with them on the scoreboard. So I'm going with the Ravens. Lions heading back up to Minnesota. Whoo, man. Uh, that was a tough loss on Thanksgiving, but it's the David Blau show who seems to be an upgrade over Jeff Driscoll. Uh, I think the Vikings are going to win. Kirk Cousins has been playing pretty well as of late. He torched the Lions when they played him at Ford Field, and I think he'll just torch that Lions defense once again. 
the lack of creativity of like front seven pressure from from the Lions defense has been so frustrating. You saw it all game against Chicago, just consistently rushing four and kind of playing patty cake and like just being like, oh, Mitch, just beat us from the pocket. And he would because you're not putting any pressure in his face or anything, making him uncomfortable. And it's just it's just frustrating. And you even see at the end of the game, the Bears on, I think it was third down when the Lions got up to the 26-yard line, just put seven dudes along the line of scrimmage, showed the blitz, sent it, Blau couldn't handle it, and, you know, that's the game. And it was just super frustrating to see on that whole 90-yard drive when the Bears got the ball back with six minutes that they never really tried to create a, a negative play. They really let the Bears start start rolling downhill, and it was kind of over from there. So just this defense has been frustrating all year. The offense has been above average, even without Stafford, and it just kind of continues to be the story of the season that, once again, the Lions were up in the fourth quarter and let the lead slip away. Yeah, I mean, not too much to say about this matchup. Uh, I will reference my Bears pick on Thursday, giving a little bit of a jolt of confidence to maybe the Bears faithful. I, I don't really see it that way because I think the Minnesota Vikings are, are going to probably win out the rest of their schedule, maybe lose one game. I see this Minnesota Vikings team as a team that's going to finish with 11 wins probably. Uh, the loss in Seattle was tough, but they showed a lot of fight. I don't think that really was on Kirk Cousins' shoulders. I think he's proven that he can play in big spots. Maybe not in, at like a very high level, but he's not the absolute seed that everyone painted him out to be in prime time. Um, so, I don't know. Obviously, I'm picking the Vikings in this game. I, I, it's, I said the Lions were dead after the Green Bay game. They absolutely were. They got waxed at home by Minnesota the next week. I don't see this one being much different. I think the Vikings run away with this one. Kirk Cousins throws for you know 280 yards. Um, and I'll, I'll save my Patricia referendum for the, uh, the debate we're going to have postseason. <laughs> Hopefully it won't have to be a debate and it can just be, he's gone. <laughs> be the, might, might have to have that debate maybe pre-week 17. Yeah, maybe. we got to get Judge Ryan on the podcast. Black Sunday. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We're all, I mean, we'll see. Redskins head into Green Bay. Washington's still alive in that NFC East. There's playoff hopes abound. Uh, but I think those get slashed this week when, when the Packers... And the Packers are just going to beat teams that are better than them. You saw it last week in New York, and uh, it'll happen again at Lambeau. I'd be pretty shocked if Washington, despite you know their, their kind of somewhat impressive win, even though they let the Panthers in it uh, in the end, uh, I, I think Green Bay will, will win this one fairly easily. Yeah, I think this one's going to be a drubbing. We're at that point in the year where you can kind of... You can write off games like this a little more than you could if it was a Week 6 game or a Week 5 game. But still, I mean... Uh, the real question is whether to start Jamal Williams in this matchup or James Washington for my playoff matchup against Danner. That's that's the real that's the real uh, question. So I'm I'm hoping that I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start the Zeese boy, the apostle. Yeah, I think you gotta I go Zeese. I'm, I'm, I'm starting the apostle of Zeese. We'll get to that Arizona matchup later in the week. I think that secondary is ripe for the taking. So I hope Jamal Williams doesn't get too much too much. Uh, he definitely has a higher floor. I hope he doesn't get too much too many reps and, and, and doesn't you know make me look silly. But, uh, but, yeah, I think the Packers run away with this one. And, uh, yeah, I don't see Haskins going into Lambeau and doing anything too exciting. Drew Locke is heading to Houston. And I think last week's Houston game was kind of an interesting – another interesting chapter in this Texan season where they've played down to opponents. They got absolutely killed by the Ravens. And then you beat the Patriots at home. And I know it wasn't the Patriots' best game. 
Maybe the Patriots aren't as strong as they've been in, in the past year, but that was still a one-loss team that has frankly dominated the AFC for the past decade and, and a half. So uh, an, an impressive win for them on, on Sunday Night Football, and I expect them to take care of the Broncos here. Um, you know, Even though, like I've said before, the, the Texans have kind of played down to their opponents and been a hard team to, to figure out. But that was an, an important win for them. Uh, in that game, especially with Tennessee winning and them playing Tennessee twice. They re- really needed that one last week against uh, New England. And, Lee, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to write a referendum on your Drew Locke hit piece uh, from Spin the Hog because of that win, <laughs> right? I'm not I'm not knee-jerk Dolan. Just we'll, 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 we'll wait and see. If I if I, I would have written a refer- referendum on Daniel Jones after the Tampa game, too. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to win in the NFL, but uh, – you know, the Chargers are a lifeless team. Uh, you know, give credit to Drew Locke. He made some plays. He, he made he made a few plays. Do I think the guy's going to be a starting quarterback for years to come? No. Um, I would venture to say that before the end of the year, he'll prove, he'll prove me right in one way or another. And I think that starts this weekend in Houston. Um, I think that... I really love how during that game, they just kept panning up to Elway in, you know, up in the booth. And it's just like he's kind of just like watching it to see if it works. Like it's he's kind of just like throwing, you know, he's thrown the darts at the dartboard, yeah, hoping that one of them sticks. And he's like, let's let's see how this one goes. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna flow with the NFL media and start anointing through Locks some type of messiah because he beat the Chargers, who probably should have started Easton Stick in the game. I just think that that's a it's a it's a non-game. It might as well be a preseason game. Um, two kind of lifeless teams. I think uh, Houston is hitting their stride. I think that they'll probably lose one of those matchups to Tennessee, but they cannot afford to lose this game at home. And I know I talk about weather a good amount. I think Houston's a dome team, man, like truly a dome team. They really perform way better when weather's not involved. I think weather had a huge impact on the Baltimore game. And maybe we'll see down the road in the playoffs if they have to take a trip to Kansas City, a trip to Foxborough, or a trip to Baltimore. Uh, They may be in some serious trouble, but even in this game, if they were going to Denver, I'd be a little bit more worried. I think at home they roll in this one, and I think they uh, expose the Broncos' defense a little bit. Deshaun Watson has another big week. Um, I, I think they run away with this one. This is probably my favorite game of the week, the 49ers traveling to New Orleans. And I'm just having a hard time picking Jimmy G on the road against really good opponents. Kind of why I went with the with the Ravens last week. Obviously, that a lot had to do with the Ravens' success and, and their run, but... When it comes to Jimmy G on the road, I just I just trust the other team a little bit more, and uh, I, I think the Saints obviously is one of the most uh, you know heavy home crowd home field advantages in the NFL, and you know they're the Saints and the 49ers. This is a huge game for playoff seeding. The Niners are you know chopped down back to that wild card position after losing and and the Seattle win. So this is this is a game that has a lot of important ramifications for seeding when it comes to that head-to-head tiebreaker. Yeah, the 49ers can feel the uh, the Seahawks breathing down their neck. Um, I mean, I know I gave New Orleans way too hard of a time before the season, but my thinking on them really hasn't changed too much. I, I think this team is a little bit – I think people are perceiving them to be a little bit better than they are. And I think Drew Brees is still not necessarily at a level where he can take them on a Super Bowl run. I, I believe that. So I think San Francisco is going to right their wrongs from last week. Um they, they, they went straight from Baltimore to IMG Academy in Florida. They're not going back to the West Coast. They know they got, they're on a business trip. Um, I think that they're a better team than the Saints. I think they're going to get to Drew Brees. They're going to make his life difficult. 
I think they're going to stop Alvin Kamara in the run game. I think they got a better defense. And I think San Francisco is taking this playoff race seriously. They know they want that bye. Heck, if they don't get that bye, they can end up winning 12 games. And if Seattle wins 13, they very well could be taking a trip to New Orleans, you know, uh, for the first week of the playoffs. So who knows? I, I mean, I know I'm speaking hypothetically here, but I think San Francisco takes care of business. I think New Orleans is – I'm not calling them a fraud or a paper tiger by any means. They're obviously clearly a very well-coached team with a lot of really good players on it. But I think in terms of the elite of the NFC, there's a couple teams that I would rank ahead of them that other people wouldn't. And San Francisco is definitely one of those teams. Uh, so I, I like the 49ers to go into New Orleans and take care of business. I, I saw something on Twitter that I want to get your quick just yes or no reaction to, I, I suppose. And even myself, I'm, I'm kind of for this, even though I'm somewhat against changing the, the way that the NFL is set up. But uh, someone was saying that instead of doing all the division winners get home games, they should still keep the same playoff format that it's you know the four division winners plus the best two players teams as wild cards. But then once those six teams are set, you reseed them based on records and tiebreakers, so that you know the thirteen and you know or sort of the twelve and four forty niners don't have to travel to mm-hmm. the eight and eight cowboys. Yeah, I think that's a great it, it, idea. I think that's yeah, a great I, idea. I, I, I kind of like. I that. think you absolutely devalue all the wins that the, that the 49ers hypothetically would have earned in the regular season by making them travel to Dallas for the first week of the playoffs to play a Cowboys team that's clearly inferior and has proven that week after week. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great idea. I don't think it would be that hard to change. Um, I like the division format and usually it works, but you're bound to have every couple of years, a division that's just clearly inferior. And that's the NFC East right now. And I think that's a really good idea. I, I like I like that line of thinking. And like I said, I don't really wouldn't take too much to change it. All it is, is just making the team with a better record have home field advantage, which is how it should be. So I think that's a great idea. I'm with it. Let's go to Bengals and Browns, baby. Uh, the AFC North tire fire. I can't, I mean, I, I don't know if we talked about it last week, if it had come out yet, but I can't believe that Freddie Kitchens thing, wearing the shirt that says Pittsburgh started it. He doubled, he doubled shows down that, after the game, too. Did you hear what he said? Yeah. I would have worn I, it again. No, I didn't. He said, I would have worn it again. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's, it's just like, I don't know what the saying is, but it's like you got the, you know, chickens running the head. Yeah, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. It's just. It's just like the, the children leading the children, yeah. I guess. Uh, and, and it's kind of indicative of just their issues all year and, and the team culture that exists there. Hire Mike McCarthy. Um, I think uh, the Browns will win this one against the Bengals coming off their, their first win. But, uh, you know, both of both, the Browns, uh, this will be, you know, a home game that doesn't have a lot of energy because they they're kind of out of the hunt now. Yeah, I mean, just a few... can't believe that Connor thinks that they're a better... Destination than Detroit. Yeah. I mean, I, not that I, I know. I know I wear Honolulu blue colored glasses, but uh, I mean, I know that they're both pretty, you know, down and out franchises. I think it's like fifty five forty five Lions. I think that's fair to say. I would go sixty forty. Yeah, I don't think that's. Cause, I mean, I just think you don't know what Baker Mayfield is, not only as a player but like as a person. Yeah. I, like no, it's true. Stafford is just is just such a finished product in, like in terms I said, of everything. And before the season, they're GQ, man. They're GQ. So yeah. too many personalities on that team, dude. Too many personalities. You can't have that many personality personalities in the NFL locker room. As far as this week's game goes, who cares? Like, fine, yeah. they'll beat they'll beat the Bengals. 
If you want to see a great example of a well-run organization versus a poorly run organization, look at the post-game interviews of Mike Tomlin and, and, and Freddie Kitchens in both of those matchups. One where Mike Tomlin loses and one where Mike Tomlin wins. And he just is an, an exemplary pro he, and a great coach. Not to get into the Steelers talk, but I just think the Browns are, obviously, I think Mike, Mike McCarthy won't solve all their problems, but Kitchens isn't the answer. So, yeah, they'll win, they'll win against Cincinnati, but their season's over. They lost their do-or-die game to, to Duck and the Steelers, and uh, that, one, that one definitely stings. Panthers going to the Falcons. Now, you know, Ron Rivera out in, in Carolina. I don't, I mean, I, I feel kind of surprised that he was fired before the season ended, just through with everything he's done. I wouldn't be shocked if he just forced David Tepper's hand and said, hey, if you're going to do this, just do it now yeah. so that I can get on with my life or see what kind of offers come through or at least just have some time to soak it all in at least. I, I'm not too sure. But I mean, just as a guy that not only has made a Super Bowl, but just has the respect of so many people in the NFL, just through you know his playing days to his coaching days to the stuff that he does uh, off the sidelines, that just was a little bit surprising to me that he was fired uh, so you know before the end of the year. But here we are, the Panthers are, are moving on, moving in a different direction. I would assume that this direction also you know involves moving on from Cam Newton, mm-hmm. and they're they're playing the Falcons, another team whose whose head coach is definitely not uh, you know in a secure position as well. So just another game that doesn't have a lot of playoff implications, but. Two teams that are kind of looking, at, you know, into different futures. Yeah, um, I'll say the Fal- the Falcons are going to win this game. I think the Panthers have kind of definitely sizzled out. Um, I don't know what necessarily the front office expected. Uh, he won a good amount of games with Kyle Allen. There's really only so much you can do with an undrafted quarterback. Um, I think Rivera wasn't really the issue. Uh, a lot of it had to do with Cam. My big thing about this team right now is why don't you start Will Greer for the, for the rest of the year? I'm serious about that. I know I was a big Will Greer fan coming into this year, but we're seeing Drew Locke take over in Denver. We're seeing, obviously, Daniel Jones and Haskins take over in their respective places. You're out of the playoff hunt. You've seen your sample size of Kyle Allen. You know for the most part what he is. He's not going to surprise you with anything now. Go with Will Greer, the guy you drafted. See if maybe he can how he finishes off the year, if he can be a suitable starting quarterback for the most part and where you want to move on from there. Um, so I'd like to see Will Greer get some reps for the Panthers. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about the Rivera. I think he's going to get a job in 10 minutes, man. He's, he's, a, he's a great coach. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would vouch for that. And he'll whether it be a defensive coordinator or even head coaching job, he's going to get a job fairly quickly. The Dolphins traveling to the Jets. <laughs> Are you going to pick the Dolphins here? I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to pick go, the Jets solely, solely because uh, they lost to the Dolphins earlier in the year. So they'll go one and one against the Dolphins. Very disappointed in the Jets. I'm, I, I'm rooting for Miami because they have three wins. So need to get past that four threshold for the Lions to fall behind them. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, that's one way to look at it. I just think that, uh, I don't know, who cares? This is a preseason game in the regular season. Uh, I'll pick the Jets just because they lost. They lost to the Dolphins. Losing to the Dolphins twice in a year is kind of embarrassing, especially for Gase. These, going on to Chargers, Jaguars here, I mean, these four games that we've just done, Bengals, Browns, Panthers, Falcons, Dolphins, Jets, Chargers, Jags, I mean, 
you're the NFL and you need any more proof that a 17-game season, let alone an 18-game season, just shouldn't be a thing, here it is. We're in week 14 here. I mean, there's no way that these teams need – you know more of these games, and you're, you're not even mentioning it's like the Skins, Packers, and the Vikings line. It's just so yeah. much. It's so much crap. There's a lot of crap that you have to sift through at this point in the year, where teams are just figuring out where they're going to draft, and and, and and you know, it's it, the season's over for a lot of these teams. So yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with the whole schedule. Uh, idea. I just think that's so. If anything, go down to fourteen. Yeah, Lord. Oh, I absolutely. I could not agree. You. I think that's one of the main things that I think what makes college football better. And we don't need to get into a big discussion about it, but it's like every game matters so much and holds so much weight on the season. And I'm not saying that it doesn't in the NFL, but if you, you know, scribbled it down to 14 games and took three games off the schedule, that's just that much less room for error and. It makes it that much clearer for the teams that are, you know, for the teams that are clearly out. It makes their season a little bit shorter, and we, you know, we get on with things a little bit quicker. And it would help with injuries. Um, so I think that'd be more of the discussion that you'd want to be having. But they would never do that for revenue purposes. Um, as far as the Jags Chargers goes, another take here: Easton Stick, let that guy play. See what you got. What do you think of these two teams' futures? I mean, like head, heading into, like, what do you? Yeah. I guess if you're the Jags, are you roll? Are you like trying to cut ties with Foles after the year and rolling with Minshew? If you're the Chargers, are you drafting a quarterback? Like, it, if you're the Jags, you got to make a move on one of the guys, um, and I think it would be Foles. I don't know. I like Minshew a lot, but 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 do you have confidence that you can give up Foles and you're good with Minshew and you won't have any quarterback issues? Like. I don't know if I would no. really go that far. And I know Foles had done just about as bad as he possibly could coming off that injury, but I, I still believe that deep down in there, there's still some Nick Foles left and that he totally missed out by missing a lot of the, those games with an injury and, and didn't get enough reps with the team. So uh, he came into the season also at like a pretty tough juncture where they had to play two teams that are, you know, in the division, fighting hard for playoff position between the Colts and the Titans. And, he really couldn't do anything to uh, – I mean, the Buccaneers, there's no excuse, but he really couldn't do anything well, I, I, to help himself. I, I think what's funny is that he kind of got put in the same situation he put Wentz in. Yeah. That he leaves, he's the he's the starter, and then this backup comes in and kind of sets the world on fire. Everyone's wearing mustaches and headbands. And then he comes back and the team just deflates. So, mm-hmm. uh, and anyway, we don't have to spend too much more time on this game. I'm interested to hear what you think of this next one. The Chiefs traveling back to Foxborough after uh, last year's AFC Championship game happened at Arrowhead. Chiefs lose in overtime. I'm kind of going to roll with the Chiefs here. I don't like their defense, so I feel like the Patriots might have a little bit of a better time on offense. And maybe I'm just pulling another thing where I'm like the Patriots are out of it after last week's performance. But I think the issues on this team run a little deeper uh, than they have in the past. I I think their defense is good, but they kind of got exposed a little bit by Houston, especially with their their issues that their linebackers have uh, in coverage. Um, so I think kind of when they don't get on a, a good start or, you know, getting pressure early or something like that, that they, they tend to struggle a little bit more. Still definitely one of the league's best defenses, but kind of got um, a little bit of a wake-up call. But I guess, again, you know, today's NFL, any week can kind of go poorly for a defense. I think that's why you're seeing issues with – Teams like the Jags or the Bears, where they're trying to build around a defense, and it, it doesn't really work like that anymore. So I, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. They got off the bye and then just trounced Oakland. So 
Uh, I think they'll win in, in Foxborough, but that's no easy task. Yeah, this is a really intriguing matchup. Obviously, Belichick coming off the loss to Houston, and, and he's back in Foxborough. Um, I, you know, there's two reasons why I think this game is interesting. Like, the two main points is the ones I just stated, obviously, Belichick at, at home in Foxborough. And then the other one is that I think if the Chiefs win this game, hypothetically, the media is just going to go even more crazy about how the Patriots are dead when in reality they would lose a really tough game. Probably that would be close to the Chiefs. And uh, I just think it would be interesting because the Patriots, even if they lose this game, probably still will end up getting a first-round bye in the playoffs. Um, and I could see that realistically happening. I think this Patriots team definitely has some issues. But I think as long as they get that first-round bye in the playoffs, they're in pretty decent shape uh, playing at home unless they, you know, unless they face Baltimore or until they face Baltimore. In the AFC Championship would be uh, not a, you know it wouldn't be the greatest thing for him, but it could be a lot worse. And I think for that reason, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think right now the Chiefs are you know a little bit better of a team. I think that they offer a bit more explosiveness, and the Patriots' defense is pretty good. But I worry about their offense moving the ball even against this Chiefs' defense. We know the Chiefs are going to get up for this game. Um, I think it's going to be really close and exciting, uh, but I, I think the Chiefs end up winning by a field goal, and the media starts going crazy again about how the Patriots are done when they're in reality they're not, and they just lost a tough game to a really good team. Um, and and I, maybe we'll see a, a rematch in the in the playoffs, possibly. But uh, as far as this game goes, I think the Patriots, for the first time in a long time, slide uh, slide and lose two games in a row. And I, I don't know about you, but from right now – with the way that the AFC and NFC playoff picture stands, I think there's a lot of teams that have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I, I legitimately yeah. think there's like 10 teams that could, could make it happen. Uh, I would never count out a team like the Texans just because of Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't really ever you know, count out a team like the 49ers, even if they end up in a wild card. Um, yep. I just, even, even though, you know, the Vikings too, mm -hmm. I think the, the playoffs are setting up to be really interesting and, I don't know if things are so set as I maybe thought they were a few weeks ago, and that because uh, I've obviously it's the NFL and things change in a second, and Texans could end up losing out, and the Titans would be hosting a playoff game, and yeah, uh, who who knows? But uh, definitely exciting to kind of see these pre-playoff matchups. Yep, um, like we're kind of see with Baltimore Buffalo, that could be a playoff matchup. We're seeing Chiefs Patriots this week, Forty um, Niners Saints. These are all games that could easily happen down the road mm -hmm. and it's Vikings fun, Vikings fun Seahawks to, when we, when we yeah. say you know even Texans Patriots really interesting stuff I, I, I totally agree you know I think there's going to be some great matchups we're this is going to be a really exciting year besides the NFC East winner I think that all these matchups are the underdogs are relatively live you know yep I think they're relatively live and if they're not live for a win they're live for a really tough loss you know, yeah. So I'm very, very excited. for Yeah, it. there's, there's no real like Dolphins team that's no. like just like at nine and seven that's sneaking in is just gonna go get decapitated in Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, or like the Titans historically um, are eight and eight or nine yeah. and seven, and you know end up completely sneaking pissing in. the bed. Titans and Raiders, man. The Raiders kind of few like two to three weeks ago we were talking about them being uh, a pretty big, maybe even a clubhouse leader for that sixth wildcard spot in the AFC and just have laid two straight duds. I'm, I'm kind of off this train here. I don't know what's going on. I haven't really watched a ton of those games either. I was really high on the Raiders after I saw them 
pretty much dominate the game against the Bears in London. And I, I like the way they looked against the Lions as well. And But here we are, and they're just kind of sliding back. It's, I don't know, it's just funny, funny because we were all saying, oh, Gruden's plan is coming to fruition. They're on a roll. Derek Carr can be the guy going forward. And it's all the air is kind of out of the balloon. Yeah, this one is... I think that there's some juice left. Obviously, this is a huge game for both of these teams. We're at a point where, you know, you just talked about the Jazz Chargers, Bengals, Bear, or Bengals Browns, all those matchups. Well, this is a great matchup we got here. Maybe these two teams aren't the catalysts of their, you know, respective divisions, but these are two teams that are vying for playoff position, and this win could, or loss, could make or break their season. Um, you know, they've got... The Raiders have a relatively yeah, easy remaining remaining schedule. If they can win this game, they can go nine and seven and still get a wild card berth. Um, they're obviously clearly a much better team at home than they are on the road. They're at home in this one, but quite simply, man, not, I'm not going to compare the Titans to the Ravens. But ever since that Chiefs comeback with Tannehill, and I picked against them against the Colts, I just don't really feel comfortable picking against this team right now. I think Ryan Tannehill is like the hottest hand in the league. Um, he's absolutely dealing this, this Titans team just has a vibe about them. That's extremely, I, I don't know. I just find it really hard to pick against them. I would not bet on this game. I would not be really be surprised if the Raiders took care of business at home and just played a hard nosed style of game. I think it's going to be a close game if the, if the Raiders win, but I think if the Titans win, it might be a little bit of a blowout and they might just boot the Raiders season for good. Um, so I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. I like them to kind of run away late like they did against the Colts. Um, and I think Tannehill, man, that guy is an absolute blessing, and he's buying himself a new contract. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious as to why it took so long for him to start. Yeah, man, I, I, I am too at this point. I mean, they're looking really, really good. So I'm picking the hotter team. I personally am going to be rooting for the Raiders. I want the Raiders to win. I do not want to see, even with Tannehill, I just don't, I don't like the Titans. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. There's something <laughs> about them I just don't like. Maybe it's just historically how bad they've been in the playoffs or just how, like, inept they've been at certain spots. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for the Raiders, but in pick them, I'm taking the Titans in this one, man. I think they're just the hotter team to go with. These these boys heading over to Arizona. I don't know how much of Arizona you've been watching recently. I just can't even get a handle on them because some weeks I feel like maybe they're more dangerous than we think they are and they kind of lay an egg. And Like last week against the Rams, they just – didn't even really put up much of a fight. Goff had like 350 yards by halftime or something insane like that after he's looked inept for a large majority of the season. So, and the Steelers going on the road to an inferior opponent always just gets me a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that this team is a little bit different in the sense that they don't think too highly of themselves, maybe. You know, with, with Doc Hodges in there, I don't think that they're you know, A.B., Roethlisberger, and Le'Veon rolling into town thinking that they're just better than the opponent and they're going to win. So the makeup of the Steelers team, I think, is a little different. So I feel comfortable about them winning. Yeah, definitely. You know, I love Kyler. I think the Cardinals have been kind of a shocking team this year at points. Um, a little bit worried about this considering my, my liking for the Steelers this year. But at the end of the day, man, you got to win this game. You, you're, you've been – the Steelers have done – so well this year ever since their awful start to the season and this is just the type of game that they have won all year honestly except for the game in Cleveland this is the type of game they win 
Um, Arizona's season is over. And just as a little bit of like a talking point on Arizona, I think the, their problems are so far beyond Kyler that it's just their defense is not good. It's Their best corner right now, I think, is Byron Murphy, and he's their youngest corner. Uh, and they really don't have many good players on their defense. Their offensive line is amongst the worst in the league. Um, they've got young receivers outside of Fitzgerald. I just think this team is a few years away. I definitely overrated them. I thought they were going to win last week against the Rams. The Rams just beat them in every single facet of the game. Um, so I think this is kind of a sell point for the Cardinals. I think they're playing a much tougher defense in Pittsburgh this week. And although I think Kyler will have a better game than he did last week against the Rams, I don't, I don't see the Cardinals pulling through in this one. Um, I like the Steelers to keep their offense relatively subdued, hold Kenyon Drake to under you know 60 rushing yards, make Kyler try to make a bigger play than needs to happen, and uh, maybe force a couple turnovers and end up leaving Arizona with uh, with their eighth one of the year. Yeah, I don't know if Vance Joseph is is that great of a defensive coordinator either. I know that there's not a lot to work with on that side, but he's not uh, either a guy in my mind that's going to kind of Make make something out of nothing, if you know what I mean. Sorry, you went out for a minute. Who were you talking about? Oh, uh, Vance Joseph. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if he's so great of a coach. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if he's going to make something out of nothing in, in that kind of sense. And mm-hmm. I think I think he's nice to maybe have there for Cliff as a guy. You know, for you know, Vance is like I've been here before, and you're a first time coach in the NFL. But to me too, I think it's interesting because I think the Cardinals might actually be a an attractive team for a free agent to go to. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see how they do come come March, whether Cliff can kind of recruit some guys to, to come over there. Because I think there will be a lot of people, at least, that want to play in that offense. Yeah. And I think if you're – you might have to overpay a little bit for, for a defensive player to come out there. But I, I don't think they should have many issues trying to get people to come live out in Phoenix and – play a little ball with with a team that seems to be trending upward even though this season's been a little tough and you know another high draft pick just add another boy to the stable so yeah no I couldn't agree more I think that as tough as this season's kind of been I really still think that they've uh they've exceeded their expectations and they've they're, they're definitely missing an identity on defense ever since a guy like Clayce Campbell left yeah and they could really use a person, you know, in, in that defense that will kind of grab the bull by the horns. I think that, you know, they have nice pieces. Guy, I mean, I love Buda Baker. Mm-hmm. He's kind of an underrated player just because of where he's at. Redick. They, they still don't have, like, a dude who's, you know, a, a sideline to sideline, just everywhere mauler yeah. type. But yeah. let's move on to the Seahawks-Rams game. And I'm going to pick the Seahawks here. Rams just are, are not a very good team. They're a team that I don't love the future on either just because of the amount of money they've paid Goff, some of their moves to making to get Jalen Ramsey and stuff. I know we've talked about him at length before, but uh, I, don't, I don't put too much stock into last week's drubbing of, of Arizona, and I'm going to roll with Seattle. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Seattle too. Um, that Thursday night game these, these teams played originally was a great game. Um, and at the time, I was kind of thinking, boy, I can't wait for this next matchup, see if the Rams maybe get some revenge. But at this point, I just think Seattle is so hot playing so well. Russell Wilson is, uh, I know it may be an unpopular opinion, but I, I would i would put him in the MVP conversation over Lamar Jackson. Um, it's very, very close. But I just think Russell Wilson, man, is just, he's undeniable right now. Uh, the core around him really isn't even that great. He's making everybody look great, I think. And just as a leader and as just an absolute prototype quarterback right now. Um, and I just think he's going to shred this Rams defense. I think the Rams are right for the taking a little bit. Um, got their confidence boosted by a drubbing of the Cardinals, and I think that the Seattle brings them right back down to earth this week. Um, and I like Russ to, to have a big game this weekend. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the Seahawks might take the reins a little bit in the in the NFC West. So yeah, it'll be interesting I, I to think, see. Especially I think they're going to win that division, man. Yeah, and if they could get a bye too, kind of just you know make that yeah. NFC road run through CenturyLink. Playing, again. playing at the yeah. link, man. That's that'd be tough. Yeah, that'd be tough for any any competitors coming in. Pete Carroll and too, I, man. I, just just I, think. I think they're kind of the the New England of the NFC. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Pete. No. I think Pete Carroll is the best coach in the NFC. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. You know, maybe, not, I mean, maybe Shanahan. I'm maybe not ready to say Shanahan right now, just yeah, because Pete Carroll's young. been doing it, man. He's been doing yeah, it. He's got he's, a ring. Yeah, he's no, just seen right. way more. So I think Pete Carroll is uh, is right up there, and and I expect this team to continue to roll. I guess that's kind of. I'm thinking about what I said that Russ. I expect a big game from Russ. It's like, yeah, no, no duh, no duh. Yeah. It's be a big game. But but yeah, I, I I expect like a pretty like a like a 300 yard type of game from him where he's just continuing to control everything, and uh, doesn't really miss a beat. I guess is what I meant. Giants going to play the Eagles. Eli Manning's back, baby. Eli Manning. Let's get back. excited. Um, I think the Eagles will win, but they're just an incredibly disappointing team. I mean, I had the Eagles and the Falcons as my one and two teams in the NFC, and I don't know if it's a Wentz issue or a coaching issue. The defense isn't good. I mean, giving up all those points to Miami, uh, it's just kind of surprising that this is a team that really hasn't changed too much since their Super Bowl appearance. Like, is there anything really that different? Maybe better secondary play, but but still um, just kind of surprising that They've taken such a downturn. Yeah, I mean, my heart says that the Eagles are going to be able to win out and, and, and beat the Cowboys. But even if they do beat the Cowboys, I think they're ripe to lose one of these games against the Giants. And who, like, like is it not, like, realistic that Eli Manning would come back and just shatter the Eagles' playoffs hopes? In, in what is it at home or is it, in, I think it's in, in Philly. It's in Philly. In the Eli just slugging one. To- I mean, the, the thought of like Eli just like with absolutely nothing to lose, <laughs> exactly. like going to Philly where the Eagles just have this is everything Eli's to lose. Third Super Bowl, man. This is in my uh, in my Clep family fantasy football league. My team is just an absolute sieve. We're we're the paper tigers. We're eight and four, but I have like a bottom third um, points points four. I've just gotten really lucky with with my matchups and. My team is just trash, and my quarterbacks were Daniel Jones and Nick Foles. Oh god! And uh, and I'm I'm starting Eli. Yep. Picked him up, yep. and I just I'm yep. just throwing him in there for that. I'm like it. literally fourth place, and I just need to win to make the playoffs due to my record. So I, it's going to come down to Eli on Monday night, and I'm excited. Yeah, I just want to say as the pick them for this game, I'm going to pick the Eagles, and they friggin' better win out, dude. Like this team, you just hit your low point. When you didn't think that the low point could get any lower, you just hit a lower point, and you still can make the playoffs, and it wouldn't even be that hard. All you have to do is beat the Giants twice, the Redskins, and then win the Cowboys-Eagles-NFC East Bowl. That's all you have to do, and you have a home playoff game against a team that's probably going to be better than you, definitely going to be better than you, but that's friggin' insane, dude. Like I know that the morale had to be low after that Miami loss, but if I'm Doug Peterson... Obviously, you let the players soak a little bit, but you know, after the game, man, I'm saying, listen, that was brutal. Let's get back to work. 
because we have these games in front of us. We still control our destiny. We're fortunate enough to be in a, you know, you don't even say it's, a, it's an awful division, but you're fortunate enough to be in a position where you're playing three of your next four games are against bottom five, bottom six teams in the NFL. And the, in the pinnacle of your season is getting revenge against the Cowboys, who are one of the biggest frauds in the NFL in Philadelphia. You get to play them. I, I think that the, the, the Eagles still have everything in front of them. I am so not even nearly as convinced as I was last week before the Miami game that the Eagles are going to win this division, but I'm still holding on to de for dear life that they will. Um, it's obviously going to come down to the Dallas game, but they have to take care of business this week. They really have no choice. Um, so, so I'm taking the Eagles. It's going to be ugly, but I'll take the Eagles. Yeah, I'll... You know what? Risky Survivor Giants. Yeah, I like it. I didn't. I Let's didn't hand fly. out. A, I didn't hand out a Risky it, Survivor, it, but uh, but I, I like that you're you're going with the uh, going with the G men. I'll uh, real quickly give out a Risky Survivor. I'll, I'll throw my Risky Survivor on the Bears. Um, probably, fair. Probably not that respectable, but uh, I'll, I'll throw it on the Bears there at home. So to to wrap up the podcast, Lee, I'm heading to your alma mater's basketball game tonight. DePaul. Taking Dude. on the, the undefeated Blue Demons, taking on the Red Raiders. I'll be there in person. They're playing Texas uh, Tech. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a big game, man. Yeah. I've been I following got, DePaul a, a little bit from afar. I, they're undefeated. That's crazy. Yep. They're gonna make the tournament this year. They might. Good for them, dude. Good for them. It'd be my senior year. You know, I'd be hype about that if I was there. I'd be following <laughs> the team. Uh, I think they're gonna lose. Screw. Okay. <laughs> screw him. What's his name? Chris Beard. That guy's a good coach, man, at Texas Tech. <laughs> I think it's going to be close, but in crunch time, DePaul's going to make a crucial mistake, and the Red Raiders are going to run away with it. Steal a victory in Lincoln Park, baby. Well, it's at Wintrust. Oh, you know. my gosh. That's right. I, ne yeah. I never went to that place, man. Tell me. Home of the sky. Send me, uh, send me a picture when you're – oh, wait yeah, a minute. Wait a minute. This, the the WNBA team plays in that stadium? Yeah, the Chicago Sky play there, too. When, when was it built? Recently. So it was built for the Sky or for DePaul? Well, I think it was for both. Just like a multi-purpose. Yeah, okay, whatever. That sucks. Build a, build a stadium on your campus. You know? At least it's not when I was there, when it was friggin' you had to take the blue line to O'Hare. To the Allstate to Arena? Allstate. You got, it's like, yeah. no wonder no one's at your game. Why would anyone want to go on top of the fact that you're awful? You got to take the blue line to... To, to the booties to go see a, bas a DePaul basketball game. You're out of your mind. Even the, even the most hardcore fans would, would scoff at that. So um, I'm not even going to say go Blue Demons. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to save that for the tournament when I can hop on the bandwagon. But uh, yeah, send me a picture of that place, man. Don't trust me. Will do. Will do. All right, bud. So that, that is just, this is some good stay scheming bottom. That is good speed round. All right. Week 14, get excited. <laughs>